Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi will be explaining more about the mystery and fulfillment of the blood atonement. Yom Kippur will begin tomorrow night at sunset, and we wanted to give you a foreshadowing of what the blood of the Lamb is and what it's done in our lives. Rabbi Schneider will be talking about why this is the most holy day of the year, and this message is part of our study on Yahweh's fall holy days. If you'd like to take some notes today, be sure to download Rabbi's study guide at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, here is Rabbi. The content of today's teaching is what separates your faith in Jesus from every other supposed pathway to God that has ever been propagated from the history of the beginning of the world until the present time. The thing that separates our faith in Messiah Yeshua from every other supposed pathway to God is the blood of Jesus Christ. See, the Torah tells us in the book of Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11, that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you on the altar, saith Yahweh, to make an atonement for your soul. For it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. We are focusing today on the holiest day in God's sacred calendar called Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. I'm going to the book of Leviticus, chapter number 23, and I'm reading verse number 26. The Lord spoke to Moshe, or Moses, saying, on exactly the 10th day of the seventh month is the Day of Atonement. 10 days from the Feast of Trumpets that happens on the first day of the seventh month on God's sacred calendar called the month of Tishrei, 10 days into the month lands on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Yom is the Hebrew word for day. Kippur is the day of covering. It's Yom Kippur, the day that the Lord covers the sins of his people through a blood atonement. Now, during the days that the Hebrew scriptures were written, before Jesus came, every year the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, the most sacred space in the earth that first existed in the tabernacle and then later was in the temple. Once the tabernacle entered the promised land, the tabernacle was built into a permanent structure called the temple. And in the very back of the temple or the tabernacle was a sacred space called the Holy of Holies. Inside the sacred space, was an object called the Ark of the Covenant. It was laid over with gold. And inside the Ark of the Covenant were the Ten Commandments, the tablets that the Lord wrote on with his finger that contained the words that shaped Western culture and the world's morality. And on Yom Kippur, the high priest would bring in the blood of a bull and a goat. He would then take that blood and pour it on top of the Ark of the Covenant where the Ten Commandments were housed. And then when the Lord saw the blood on top of the Ark of the Covenant, which the New Testament refers to in the book of Hebrews as the mercy seat, 
In other words, the top of the Ark of the Covenant where the blood was poured was called the mercy seat. When the Lord saw the blood poured out, he overlooked the sins of Israel for the year. That was simply this ritual that took place year after year on Yom Kippur where the high priest brought in the blood. That was simply a shadow of what would ultimately accomplish the salvation of God's people through the forgiveness of their sin through the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach. That's why at Passover, the last meal that Jesus celebrated with his disciples before going to the cross, Jesus took the Passover wine and he said to his disciples, this is the blood of the covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. He was tying it back to Yom Kippur and it was pointing to the fact that his blood would once and for all solve humanity's problem of sin. This is what separates your faith in Jesus from every other faith in the world. There is no other message in the earth that promises forgiveness for sin through a blood atonement. All the other religions of the world somehow create a philosophy in which if you're a good enough person, you'll go to heaven. Christianity, beloved one, teaches no such thing. Our faith teaches us that the wages of sin is death and every man is guilty of sin. That no man goes to heaven because his good deeds supposedly outweigh his bad deeds. No, the Bible says the soul that sins, it shall die. That there's no one on the planet that is righteous before a holy God because of their outstanding lifestyle. Rather, what the New Testament teaches is that all men are guilty before their creator because of not only the things that they've done, but because of the things that we've thought and the words that we've said. Man is separated from God and guilty before him. This is why Paul in his letter to the Romans begins his gospel by explaining that man is guilty and that there's only one remedy and that's the blood of Jesus. Yom Kippur is the foreshadow in the Hebrew scriptures that's pointing to Jesus. That's why much of the book of Hebrews in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, tells us that Jesus fulfilled this holy day called once again Yom Kippur. The blood of Jesus is the answer. That's why the book of Revelation tells us that those that are going to heaven go to heaven because they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. This is why Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh, receive me into your life. And he said, drink my blood. You have no life in yourself. I wanna say again, beloved, do not be deceived. I know that you've probably met many people in your life that are not believers in Jesus. They're not Christian people. And you look at them and you think, but look how good of a person they are. Look how caring they are. Look how beautiful they are. Look how good of a spirit they have. And you think God wouldn't send them to hell. We might even think they're a better person than I am. We might think, wow, they're a better person than most of the Christians that I know. But I want you to know, beloved ones, there is no way to heaven but through the blood of Jesus. We've all been created in God's image. God has put his goodness inside us. We're tainted by sin, but still we can see the glory and the beauty of God in all individuals. We can see the beauty in their eyes. 
We can see at times the caring spirit, but even animals care for their young, right? I mean, think about a bear. A bear does not have moral consciousness like we do, but even a bear will take care of her young. The imprint of the creator is in his creation, but just because as human beings that have been created in God's image, we're able to display some of God's glory and some of God's goodness simply because we're created in his image, that doesn't mean we're going to heaven. The Bible teaches us instead all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that there's only one remedy by which men could be saved and that is the person of Jesus. And this is why the day of atonement is so important for you to understand because when your faith is rooted in the Hebrew Bible, when your faith in the risen Yeshua HaMashiach, the son of man that was prophesied about by the prophet Daniel, when your faith is first rooted in the Hebrew Bible, then you will absolutely have the assurance that's necessary for you to know that Jesus' words are true when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but through me. And what we learn through studying the Hebrew Bible, in particularly today, the Day of Atonement, is that no man can stand in God's presence blameless outside of a blood atonement. This is why, again, my favorite scripture in the Hebrew Bible, Leviticus 17, 11. The life of the flesh, the Lord saith, is in the blood, and I've given it to you on the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it's the blood, by reason of its life, that makes atonement. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So regardless of what I see with my eyes, when I see moral people that are not believers in Jesus, I don't allow myself to be deceived. I don't allow myself to think, well, maybe you don't have to believe in Jesus to go to heaven. Maybe all paths lead to the same place. Whenever I start thinking thoughts like that, if I'm tempted because I see good people, caring people, good neighbors, I always bring myself back to the blood of Jesus. And I say, no, the blood of Yeshua is the only answer. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835, or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, chapter one, verse seven, in him, in Yeshua, we have redemption through his blood. In him, we have redemption through his blood. The word redemption, beloved one, carries the idea of being bought. God bought us 
through the blood of Jesus. We've been purchased, the scripture says, for the Father through the blood of the Lamb. The Father sent Yeshua into the world to purchase you, if you're a believer in him, through his blood. Again, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So in order for you to be brought to the Father, in order for you to be able to stand before the Father, holy and blameless, you have to have the blood of Jesus that has paid for your sin. Jesus redeemed us. He bought us for the Father. But I want you to consider this. Even though the blood of Jesus purchased us for the Father, in the mystery of the Lord, there is still required from you and I a decision of our will. In other words, we're the ones that have to decide to put our faith in Jesus. And when we put our faith in Jesus, his blood is applied to our life and in an instant we're saved. So let me say it again. The blood of Jesus, Yeshua, purchased us for the Father. In him we have redemption through his blood. But it's not enough simply that Jesus died and shed his blood for our sin. We have to take a step towards him in faith, receive him into our life, and when we do, his blood covers us, and at that point, the transaction is made. We are now in the Father, holy and blameless. I like to compare it to what happened at Passover. Every Israelite family had to take a lamb, and then they took the lamb, they put the lamb to death, and then they took the blood of that lamb, gathered the blood of the lamb, we're going back 3,500 years ago in Egypt when Israel was being redeemed out of Egypt by the Father. Every Israelite family took that lamb, put the lamb to death. Then they took the blood of that lamb, gathered it in a basin. The fact that the lamb was put to death wasn't enough to save them. The fact that the blood was in the basin wasn't enough to save them. Something more was required. Every Israelite family now had to take the blood that was in the basin and apply it over the doorpost and lintels of their home. And it wasn't until the individual Israelite family took the blood of the lamb, brought it to their own home where they lived, and put it over the doorposts and lintels of their home, and then went inside. It wasn't until that happened that they were saved and spared from the wrath of God that moved through Egypt that night. In the same way, it's not enough just that Jesus died on the cross. We now have to take the blood of Jesus over our life and apply it to ourselves by faith. We need to make a decision, beloved one, to receive him personally. The Day of Atonement, once again, finds its climax in the person of Yeshua of Nazareth. And not only has Jesus' blood redeemed us, but furthermore, the blood of Yeshua cleanses us. One thing is legal, redemption is legal, but the blood of Jesus continues to flow. If you can imagine a waterfall continually being poured out over our life, and as we partner with the Lord, as we partner with Hashem through our faith and through obedience to his word, what happens is the blood of Jesus that's continually being poured over our lives in a living, active way, even as that water is going over a waterfall, cleanses us. This is present time, a present reality where you and I are being changed 
day to day by the Spirit through the blood of Jesus. So we read, for example, in the book of 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, these words. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. And I love that reality, because it's not just a legal reality, it's an experiential, beloved one, reality. And if you're like me, you'll notice that as you age, you get cleaner and cleaner. We still are aware of our sin. We're still repenting because repentance keeps on going to a deeper and deeper level as we discover who God is and how he wants us to live. You might think, oh, I'm not committing adultery. I'm not cheating on my tax return. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Therefore, I'm righteous before the Lord. And you might be righteous before the Lord as it relates to your tax return and not committing adultery. But you know what? There is sin in your soul for not living in a spirit of joy. The point that I'm making is the blood of Jesus cleanses us and cleanses us. And the deeper we go with the Lord, the more he shows us the areas in our life that need adjustment. I like to call it a soul adjustment. The blood of Jesus continues to wash us and transform us by the active spirit of God in our life. And then lastly today, I want to talk about the fact that the blood of Jesus justifies you. This is related to the other concept that I shared. But you know, you're going to stand before the Lord, beloved, even as we're standing in his presence, you and I, right now, as this broadcast is proceeding. And you know what? We're justified in him through the blood of Jesus. What does that mean? It means this. It's true that when you look at your life and you look at your past, you realize that you're guilty. You realize that there's things that you said that you knew were gonna hurt people. You intentionally said things to hurt somebody. And some of you have said terrible things to people, but you know what? You're justified. The blood of Jesus has paid for your sin and my sin. There are things in all our life that we look back at and we cringe, the way that we've treated other people at times, the things that we've done, the bad decisions we've made, the exploits that we went in when we were young, and we look back and we just cringe. But you know what? When you stand before Jesus, your sins will have been revealed to you as being removed as far as the East is from the West. You are justified beloved one, because of the blood of the Lamb. So as we celebrate Yom Kippur this year, the day of covering, I want you to rejoice. I want you to thank Messiah Jesus. I want you to be happy in Him for what He's done for you. This will make Him happy. Father God, we bless you today. Father, we worship you today. Jesus, what can we even say except that we want to love you the way that you love us? We want to live our lives in such a way that we demonstrate your victory in our life. Jesus, you said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So Jesus, we say before you right now, we desire to live free. We purpose to live free, to live thankful, grateful, and holy lives for you. 
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And to learn more about this program or about our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, then let me invite you to go to our website and explore. You'll find us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while Rabbi explained that Yom Kippur is the most holiest of days because of what Jesus has done for us, and if you'd like to help us share Jesus with others all around the country, will you please reach out and connect with us today? Here's Rabbi to tell us more. In Deuteronomy 16, we read about how the Lord commanded all of Israel to come to Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles and to present to him a special Thanksgiving offering there. And each man was commanded to give as he was able. I just want to encourage you, beloved one, if you really want to enter into the spirit of the Feast of Tabernacles, we've got to first of all think about honoring Hashem, honoring the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ with a financial offering. Because it's a way of giving back to Him. It's a way of showing Him that we love Him, appreciate Him, and honor Him, and acknowledge Him for all the good that has come into our lives. So I just want to encourage you today that if God is using Discovering the Jewish Jesus to bless you, to consider presenting your special offering to Father God during this time of year through this ministry. Beloved, it's a joy to give and knowing that it always comes back to us, pressed down, good measure running into our lap. What an exclamation mark on it. To support this ministry with a special Yom Kippur offering or to partner with us, just go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you could give us a call. One of our team members will be happy to take your call when you dial 800-777-7835. There's so many people out there who need to have a relationship with Father God. And when you support this ministry with the gift of partnership, we'll say thank you by sending you a monthly teaching CD or an audio download that's designed to keep us boldly coming back to the throne of grace. These messages are not messages that are included in this daily broadcast rotation, but they're messages that come from Rabbi's home church, the Lion of Judah in Toledo, Ohio. And for those of you who are new monthly partners will also send you an authentic shofar that's been handcrafted in Israel. You know, the shofar is an ancient musical instrument that has so much meaning and symbolism for the Jewish people and believers all around the world because it's meant to awaken hearts and awaken minds to the power of God. We'd love to send you one when you commit to partnering with us. You can sign up online at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. You can also sign up by texting the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And then before we wrap up today's special message on Yom Kippur, let me remind you that next Monday, October the 10th at noon Eastern time, you can participate with people all around the world in a special Feast of Tabernacles service live on television on Daystar from the heart of Israel. To learn more, just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click the link that says Rabbi Live. But right now, let's wrap up today's message with a special blessing. Here's Rabbi Schneider. What I love about the ironic blessing is that it did not originate with man. The words actually proceeded from the very essence of God himself. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. 
So listen to these words and receive the blessing of the Lord into your life today. Yahweh, 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 The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how we can live in freedom from accusation. That's Tuesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.